listening to a podcast from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. The story of the blind man crying out from the side of the road stands as something of a hinge story in the Gospel according to Mark. It's the last episode before Jesus and his followers entered Jerusalem for the final weeks of his life. They are at this point just leaving Jericho, which is the point where travelers from Galilee crossed the River Jordan into Judea, placing them a mere 26 kilometers from Jerusalem. Up to this point in Mark's story, It's all been about the travels in and around Galilee as Jesus taught and offered restoration and healing. This is now the last of the healing stories in Mark's account, with Jesus' attention soon to be turned entirely to his debates with the Jewish authorities, the Jerusalem elite, and to his final words to his own disciples. Now, those disciples are still stumbling around, trying to figure out what it is they are to expect from Jesus' mission. That's particularly in evidence in Mark's account. Meanwhile, the disciples stumble, and this blind man by the side of the road, identified by Mark as Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, this blind man evidently has a much clearer picture of what he can expect from Jesus. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It's mercy for which the man cries out, and in case Mark's readers had any doubt at all as to what this blind man understands, Bartimaeus even uses the title, Son of David. Son of David, the promised one who stands in the line of the greatest of Israel's kings. It's another way of saying the anointed one, Messiah. But many sternly ordered the man to be quiet, Mark tells us. And to me, that has a real ring of authenticity to it. People can be so terribly hard on one another. And if you imagine this as a crowd of ordinary, everyday folk, probably living something close to subsistence, It's always tempting to look down on the ones who are a rung or three below you. Blind beggar means he's a nobody, a no-count, who's dependent on the occasional coins that are tossed at his feet. What right has he to be calling out to this famous traveling teacher so they shush him up? But Bartimaeus is undaunted. And he cries out all the louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and said, Call him to me. 
call him to me, more or less echoing what Jesus does whenever people are trying to shoo the children away. No, no, let them come close. If the conventional wisdom said that blind men and children and the like had no place, you can be pretty sure Jesus will want to make a place for them. And so now that, that, that crowd, that bunch who tried to hush the blind man up, keep him in his place, suddenly they switch gears and they say, Oh, take heart, get up, he's calling you. From sternly telling him to shut up, straight to encouraging him to take heart, I find that eminently believable as well. Because there's never a bandwagon that at least some people aren't willing to jump right on. So throwing down his cloak, Bartimaeus sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Now, pause there for just a second. And recall the gospel reading from last Sunday, which is actually the story that immediately precedes this one. Last week's story began... James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And Jesus said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? Well, that sets James and John off on their request for the best seats in the coming kingdom, one at his left hand, one at his right hand, not only sharing in his glory, but presumably in his power, to which Jesus responds by yet again trying to shift their thinking around what it's going to mean to be one of his followers, what it's going to mean when the kingdom does come in, namely servanthood, self-giving love, sacrifice. The interesting thing, though, for us tonight is the question, what is it that you want me to do for you, he said to those two, which is almost word for word identical to the what do you want me to do for you that Jesus speaks to Bartimaeus in this evening's lesson. My teacher, the blind man replies, let me see again. Well, that's a completely understandable request, of course. But it's also an indication that for all of his physical blindness, this man can actually see more clearly than anyone else in the gospel so far who Jesus actually is. Jesus is sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf, comfort to the afflicted, good news to the poor. He is son of David. He is promise. He is new beginning. He's freedom from that wretched spot at the side of the dusty road. He's the one who takes time for the last and the least and the lost and the little. He is resurrection and he is life. And as the blind man lurches toward him on that Jericho road, he can see that more clearly and brilliantly than James and John could even begin to. Jesus said to Bartimaeus, Go. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. Go, Jesus had said to him, your sight has been restored. You can begin your life again. Go find your family. Pick up whatever work you did before you lost your sight. 
Maybe just wander about Jericho and let your eyes drink it all in again. I'm sure most of us could think of all kinds of things we'd want to do had we been blind and then had our sight restored. Go. Your faith has made you well. And then comes a striking little detail that you might never have noticed before. No matter how many times you've heard or read this story, immediately, Mark says, immediately he regained his sight and he what? He followed Jesus on the way. He didn't go. He followed. Matt Skinner makes the point that the spatial dimensions of this story contribute to our understanding of Bartimaeus' salvation, his restoration. Bartimaeus begins the story alongside the road. He ends the story as a follower. He follows Jesus on the road, spatially from the side, right on the path, following. He begins the story literally sidelined on the margin. But once he's freed from that place, he's not interested in being anywhere other than right on the road in the company of Jesus, the one he has called Son of David. Now, whatever else this story means, it means at least this. We simply cannot dismiss those who we imagine don't know enough, aren't capable enough, old enough, or maybe in our youth-obsessed culture, young enough, or clean enough, or socially acceptable enough, or whatever, we cannot dismiss them for any of those reasons as that crowd had tried to hold the blind man down. We both individually and as a body together need to embrace the truth that a blind man has seen more clearly than anyone else in the gospel to this point, that whoever welcomes the child is welcoming the Christ, that the last shall be first and the first shall be last, and that the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life up, a ransom for many. The gospel calls us to acknowledge that the most important voices are often not the ones in the center of the circle, but rather at the very edges, the ones who have been dismissed already as no count, Once we get that gospel proclamation in view, we have to embrace the fact that in Jesus there is no voice that should go unheeded, no person that can be dismissed as worthless, nobody who can be turned away from keeping company with us. What is it that you ask of me? What is it that you want of me? And you hear James and John say, Oh, just seats of privilege. And the blind man saying, Teacher, let me see again. Whose voice is the most truthful? In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to a St. Benedict's Table podcast. For more information on our church or to provide support for our online work, visit us at stbenedictstable.ca.